I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, a trip to Ban Francisco. Business editor Owen Thomas and reporters Carolyn Saeed and Elena Shower here to discuss San Francisco's latest attempt to be a pioneer by banning something. In this case, it's plastic. Waste from all the straws, utensils, condiment packages, and other accessories that come with food orders. A new crackdown took effect July 1st, and we'll tell you how it works and why restaurants and diners are still getting used to it. All that right after this. I'm Owen Thomas, business editor of the San Francisco Chronicle, and I'm here with reporters Elena Shaw and Carolyn Saeed. Well, they're calling us Ban Francisco. We're the city that knows how to get rid of things. Elena, what is the most notable thing that San Francisco banned on July 1st? So the biggest thing that the city has banned that's causing a lot of commotion is the distribution and sales of plastic straws at a lot of full-service restaurants and also takeout restaurants as well. Plastic straws. So this is how we sip our Starbucks frappuccinos, right? This is a big change. So Elena, why were plastic straws banned in San Francisco? So a lot of environmental groups are concerned that the straws, which are really small, they're considered a microplastic, so they can be very dangerous for the environment. And um, that was one of the reasons that they're banned. Another reason, I think, is that a lot of people are trying to move forward in the zero waste movement, which includes plastic straws and switching over to more reusable items. So. And what's a re- what's the replacement? What are people using instead of plastic straws? So people are actually getting very creative with the alternatives. The most um, ubiquitous one is is paper straws, but people have been turning to bamboo, hay, wheat, reed. Some people are even using, I think, pasta noodles to serve as straws. Oh, lots of alternatives. And you've also seen metal straws. There's a mm-hmm. San Francisco company that's making a big business out of replacing plastic straws. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the company Steely's Drinkware and Dog Patch sells reusable stainless steel metal straws that they hope people will bring with them when they go to different restaurants and order their drinks. And what's really interesting, actually, is that the manufacturer actually told me that the reason he started his business a couple years ago in San Francisco especially is because he knew of the reputation of the city for being very environmentally forward. And so he expected there to be a lot of business in this city specifically. But what we've seen recently is that not everyone is super excited or pumped about the plastic straws. They're actually, or the plastic straw alternatives, they're actually quite disappointed in them. And why is that? What's a what's the concern about using, say, a metal metal straw or other replacement? So, of course, I I think that it could be the case that a lot of people who are more upset are more vocal about this topic. So I do have to throw that out there. But I do think that a lot of people it it comes down to first of all the paper straws. People complain that they taste they make their drink taste like paper. Um, people think that it's too difficult to carry or inconvenient to carry around a metal straw with them when they go to a restaurant. And the paper straws can get mushy. They don't last that long. There are other complaints. Yeah, that's actually a good point because a lot of people in the disabled community, uh, the paper straws that are not sturdy enough, um, they can't bend. They're not as easy to use for people who are disabled who may have difficulty drinking out of. Yeah, I would jump in here and say that the city does allow the restaurants to keep plastic straws and make them available upon request to people who say they have a disability. But the disabled community and their their advocates have, are not necessarily happy with that mm-hmm. solution. They they'd really like the straws to be more available. Is that the 
yeah, the I, I thrust think, of their complaint? I think the concern also comes with you, will a restaurant make the extra effort to buy another set of plastic straws? Um, because most of the customers they serve will will be using the paper ones. So uh, disabled communities is pretty concerned that not every effort, not every restaurant will make the effort to do that. And they're kind of, they feel like it shouldn't be a special request. Yeah. Carolyn, uh, straws are just the beginning of what San Francisco banned. What else is happening at straws restaurants? Straws are the tip of the plastic iceberg. <laughs> um, I had never heard the term, term food accessories before, but San Francisco is strictly limiting a whole raft of food accessories, which means things like plastic utensils, napkins, cup sleeves and lids, condiment packages and portion cups, chopsticks and stirrers. Um, the restaurants, the cafes, the um, delivery services are no longer supposed to include those items automatically. They can give them out to customers upon request, and they can also have them available in self-service kiosks. So those, you know, think of every time you order pizza or Chinese food or anything, you know, you open the bag and there's a whole handful of, they threw in a bunch of napkins, they threw in a bunch of little packages of, you know, cheese or hot peppers, and they threw in um, a lot of forks and knives, and you often either throw them out or you just shove them in the back of the cutlery draw, drawer. So they're seeing this as sort of a low-hanging fruit to get rid of. It's something people don't even want or need necessarily, so why give it to them? Why not just cut it off at the pass and stop um, creating this giant mountain of plastic waste? I have bags of uh, cutlery from takeout orders that I use for, for my lunches. So right. I do try to use them, do, but, but, yeah, but not everyone uh, not everyone does. So, right, why create this waste that just gets thrown away? Uh, now, straws are not uh, in, this, uh, in this group. Straws you can't even uh, make available on a, on a self-service basis. Right. Straws can be av- are available upon request, but you're not supposed to have like a jar of straws on your self-service counter. And so yet our, our photographer actually captured a photo of a jar of straws just sitting right. out and there. Right. And that was at a restaurant that was trying hard to comply, and they were paper straws. The restaurant just didn't realize. I went to Burger King here in um, Union Square, and they had a jar of plastic straws sitting on their counter, and they handed out cups with plastic lids on them to everybody who got a drink, which was everybody basically, and they didn't seem aware at all. I contacted Burger King um, general PR and they said, well, our stores are franchised and we're sure they're learning about it and starting to inform people. What's strange is this law actually passed a year ago and is taking effect as of July 1st. The city has been working all year to contact restaurants and and they've sent 9,000 letters out. They go and do in-person meetings. They've done a lot of presentations at... um, you know, merchants groups, but it's taking a while for the information to trickle out to the restaurants and fast food places and the delivery services. Come to think of it, the last time I uh, picked up a Starbucks mobile order, uh, it came with a, a lid and a sleeve. And cafes are t- are not supposed to put this even on a hot coffee drink uh, unless you specifically request. Is that right? Right, which which seems like that could be a little difficult, yes. So it seems like the city is kind of taking a... a soft touch towards enforcement. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. The city, I asked about penalties and consequences. And what the city said is they, for, for stuff like this, they really see it as education um, and information. They're just going to keep working with the, the stores and restaurants over and over to inform them. They do, do not actually even have any plans to enforce any kind of penalties about this. They just plan to keep spreading the word. 
So it's a, a go slow approach for now. And what about the apps? It seems like uh, it would be something that you would enforce in an app that, you know, you have to check a box to say that you want, uh, you know, you want utensils, you want, uh, you know, you want condiments. Right. It, it seems on the face of it like it would be a really easy thing. But I think for the apps like, you know, DoorDash and Postmates and Grubhub that, you know, operate all over the country, making a, a change to their app is not that trivial of a matter. So a couple of them, Postmates already has had a way for people to opt out of ordering utensils, and about a quarter of people have opted out. To really comply with this law, they would need to change it to a box for people to opt in. But it seems like they would have to change the app and and they'd have to like make it sensitive to the zip code and, you know, determine are you in – are you in a city which bans, uh, you know, which bans utensils, or you know? Well, right. Or, that's or, why or it's not a trivial. That's exactly why it's not a trivial matter for them. I think if they make a change to the app, they prefer to make a global change. So, so, so to have a zip code sensitive thing is a little more difficult. And also, they have to work with their restaurant partners to make sure the restaurants are aware of this and know to check that new box to see if um, utensils have been requested or not. Right. Elena, what was your sense of the awareness of restaurants as you went around talking to business owners? Are, are they conscious of the ban? Are they are they trying to comply? More restaurants seem to be conscious of the ban. The real difficulty is that even though they had a year to kind of ramp up to this policy, um, being enacted, a lot of people maybe didn't utilize that time correctly. So while there were some restaurants that had planned for this and had started ordering paper straws months ahead of time, there were some that still were ordering them up to the day before the ban was enacted. Plastic, they were ordering plastic straws and just not changing mm-hmm. their supply or, or right. doing everything at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you run a small business and, you know, you're concerned about making payroll, making rent. You might not think about requirements like this. Mm-hmm. There's one special category of business where where straws really matter, and that's boba tea. Yeah, so boba tea, it's also called bubble tea. They are drinks that are made with sometimes milk tea, sometimes regular tea, but at the bottom they have tapioca pearls, and those pearls are best consumed with a bigger straw, and you can't really, unless you use a spoon, you can't really uh, drink them. So this also kind of applies, I think, to milkshakes and smoothies, drinks that typically almost require a straw. So... And people are saying that, you know, a paper straw is really not going to cut it for a milkshake, right? Yeah. So a lot of boba places have been – so there are some that have been using paper straws and they have seen their customers come up to them and ask them for more than one straw because they break. There are some that have had more success, though, switching to bamboo straws. And uh, there's one uh, there's one famous boba tea place, Boba, boba Guys, guys yeah. that sells its own brand yeah. of replacement straw. So right? it's selling their it's selling their reusable straws made out of stainless steel uh, for five dollars, and it comes with a straw cleaner. And I guess the hope is that people will come bring that with them when they come drink their boba. Well, I think that shows you that you can take uh, what looks like an onerous regulation and turn it into a business opportunity, Mm -hmm. only in San Francisco. (laughs) What about the future? Any other bans we should be looking for? Yes. As part of the same ordinance starting January 1st, 2020, all compostable foodwares like paper and natural fiber to-go containers and straws, grease-resistant paper and paper plates have to be certified by the BPI Institute, the Biodegradable Products Institute. So that's another little wrinkle that store owners may not be aware of and and might catch them by surprise. You can buy a lot of things that, that are compostable, but 
but you know how compostable they are is an issue. So the ordinance wants to make sure that they have been certified as genuinely going to break down quickly. But it really can be tricky to comply with yep. all these laws. <laughs> well, Elena, Carolyn, thank you very much. Thanks to our guests, business editor Owen Thomas and reporters Carolyn Said and Elena Shaw. Thanks to Libby Coleman for producing this episode, and thanks to you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.